Hello and welcome to episode 11 of On Air Bender, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast, presented by Low Charisma Party. My name's Max. And I'm Dale. And Dale, this is lucky number 11. This is, this is where it's at. This is my lucky number. 11 for us. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. You're right, though, because this week we'll be discussing the 13th episode uh, of Avatar The Last Airbender, entitled The Blue Spirit. So uh, that would be lucky number 13. <laughs> absolutely. We got double <laughs> lucky. Gotta stay up all night to get lucky, like this, Dale. Um, we'll be discussing it on the air, uh, thus the title, On Airbender, but also, of course, I'm on a bit of a bender. <gasps> you don't say. <laughs> yep. Yep. All my friends and family <laughs> listening should worry. <laughs> like, usually benders don't last, whatever this is, 11 weeks. <laughs> um, for more episodes of this podcast, you should visit onairbender.com. Newly uh, uh, revitalized, revamped, visually mm-hmm. enhanced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for your uh, uh, perusing pleasure. For sure, for sure. Dale, you did some good HTML on that baby. It's true because I had done like zero before. Mm. So I'm like, oh yeah, I need to make that legible. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun. I took a screen cap of this thing and I drew real red arrows and I said, mm-hmm. here's my suggestion. It was like a real project. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I fussed with some tags. I'm sure I messed up some images in the process. <laughs> but now it looks a little better. So check it out, listeners. Let us know what you think by e- emailing us. Uh, like that little segue mm. at uh, onairbender at gmail.com or follow our latest uh, musings um, mm-hmm. and observe a upload schedule uh, with the Twitter feed at onairbender. Um, so, shall we get right into the episode, Dale? I think so, Max. <laughs> I think so. Okay, good. I'm glad we're in agreement. I was worried we'd really have to argue about that point. Uh, So, The Blue Spirit originally aired on June 17th, 2005. Um, It was directed by Dave Filoni, who we know from Jet and Imprisoned and the pilot. And it was written by, ooh, creators of the show, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko. Um, And we know them from having created Avatar The Last Airbender. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) So our uh, creators begin us with the... um, Where do we start? We start in sort of like an abandoned structure, like a ruined uh, architecture of some kind. And uh, we see that Sokka is Sika. I think is what the original <laughs> title of this Sika. episode was. <laughs> and uh, there's some neat little continuity. Oh, no, but it's before that. The first thing we see is sort of a prologue, if you will, where um, there's this um, Fire Nation camp or, or, or fortress, um, <laughs> and we see these archers uh, practicing. And they don't say anything, but they're, they... they you know, they let their arching do the talking. For sure. And boy, do they talk. <laughs> Very briefly and concisely. Yes, right. They're hitting all the, the, uh, 
the uh, bullseyes. Um, they do that thing from uh, from Robin Hood Men in Tights when <laughs> Robin gets a bullseye and the next guy splits the arrow with his arrow, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the guy goes, "He split Robin's arrow in twain." <laughs> <laughs> is that what he says? Is that what the art, the the uh, Yuyan yard archers say? Well, using their <laughs> archery, yes. They don't yes. say it with words. <laughs> um, and they also set up this cool trick where they can like shoot four arrows at once. Yeah, in fact, it almost is like this effect of like shooting one and it splits into four. That's kind of the effect that it has. Mm-hmm. And then hits all four bullseyes. Ah, uh, yes. Ba-da-da-da. And. Uh, we then realize that they are being watched over by some rando, and are... <laughs> I believe the rando is Colonel Shinu. Oh, the colonel. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'm not really Colonel Klinkoma. I took this form to be someone you'd feel comfortable with. <laughs> and, uh, and his uh, superior... Or, yeah, well, it's unclear, because, again, with the ranking structure... Um, yeah, I think that he is initially not a superior, but a, a uh, an equivalent. Yes, yes. Uh, to uh, Zhao, um, Commander Zhao, who was yeah. captain when the series started and has been commander for a while now. And he, they're arguing, because Zhao really wants the archers to help who wouldn't, him. Who wouldn't? Look at those. Look at those. Those. Yeah, you know, I bet they could do those like green arrow flips in the air and then shoot and still get that bullseye. Absolutely. They could probably like do like a neo bend backward as arrows fly back over them kind of vibe. For sure. And, um, but, uh, but Colonel Clink, he's like, I am not interested in letting you have the archers. And the, and Zhao is like, you're wasting their talents. Uh, and I bet you through they, clenched teeth, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, could you hear that? Could you hear it through clenched teeth, listeners? They're like, "What's he saying?" I actually can't. It's like listening to Donald Duck. Was there dialogue there? <laughs> and uh, so that's how this entire podcast sounds to our listeners. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, so the, they're sort of like at an impasse it seems like okay well okay i guess i can't get the the archers that's you know bully for me oh because he says like it's to i need the archers because they're they're just doing guard duty here this is bullshit they could be going with me and chasing down and capturing the avatar and the colonel is like that's a vanity project which i thought was really interesting this that's apparently how other members of the military see the the core of our whole show yeah, is, our experience to them is just a vanity project. Yeah, they sort of wave it <laughs> off like some bullshit. And and one I almost think that's pretty cool. It definitely gives a depth to the whole world, right? Yeah, that you're it just it, it makes it highlights the fact that you're just part of the world. Yeah, no, that's totally true. It's like that episode of Community when uh, they show the the yearbook and it's all the the six main characters and it pulls back and it's like these random students you've never seen looking through the yearbook and they're like, who are these fucking assholes? <laughs> <laughs> just this whole other side that we've never thought about, um, but also I come. I almost wonder if it's like some of the other generals and and you know members of the military are like, let the Avatar be the Avatar. We we just want to win the war. Like to them, it's less of this um, pilgrimage or this like religious extremism, and it's more like traditional warfare. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, and they, I mean, it's been a hundred years. Like they may not even believe in the avatar that's true too yeah we talked about that last week the idea of like you're born in a world where there's never been an avatar so why would you think they're that this religion is real yeah 
um, something something Moff Tarkin and and Darth Vader, um, and uh, that seems to be it until a Deus Ex Falcina arrives <laughs> and aptly uh, named and uh, for some reason they named the Falcon Deus Ex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After that cool <laughs> video game where Neo bends back. Oh no, wait, that's. Um, <laughs> Deus Ex was a ripoff of Matrix. Anyway, uh, so they Falcon drops off a little note and then hightails it to Falcon Restaurant, and uh, he's hungry after a long flight. Mm-hmm. And they like, as I recall, the general's like, "Oh, sweet, my Falcon," and like pulls the note, and then Zhao's like, "Give me that," <laughs> like takes it from him, and then he reads it, and he's like, "Oh, it's a uh, it's a message from the emperor," and. Uh, and he's like, oh shit, I was just made admiral. So this completely alters our dynamic. The archers are mine. Peace. And uh, and he sort of like leaves. And then we kind of pan up to the roof where a, uh, a strange visage occurs. Shadowy figure. Uh, the eponymous blue spirit is <gasps> da, da, da. watching them, and it's and it's a person wearing a mask of blue and white with this sort of grinning, crazy kind of Chinese dragon style uh, 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 face mask, and it doesn't do much. It just kind of the blue spirit just kind of like pedals away into the darkness or something. One would say slinks. Yes, slinks, yeah. slithers. Uh, uh, Zuko's into the darkness. The point is, <laughs> Zuko's into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then it was the next day, and now we finally see um, the ruined, abandoned uh, half structure out in the wilderness somewhere, where the Ang Gang is resting, and specifically Sokka is completely uh, bean, not bean bag, sleeping bag ridden. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on top of the beanbag that is the living beanbag that is up of the beanbag and uh, oh my god I would buy that beanbag oh hell yes fuck yeah friend of the show uh, Sanyang possibly could help us out with that heck yeah she's got the skills <laughs> um <laughs> That would be amazing. You know how good that would sell? Oh, you mean like a giant one? Yeah. Like a, li- a borderline life-size one. Yeah, like the um, like the love sack that I have oh, is boy. not even the largest love sack. Del's and it holds two people. Love sack. Yeah, it, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> if <laughs> it's a book. It's a beanbag full of that, like pieces of that memory foam. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's really comfy. And like an oppa-shaped one or even just like an oppa themed cover for a love sack would be mm-hmm. amazing. It would rule. Uh, and it would somehow come equipped with uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little inflatable thing that self inflates so that when you get on it, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, genius. Another idea flown out the window. Um, so. Uh, Katara is taking care of Sokka and Sokka is like sneezing and coughing and he's kind of delirious and Aang is like oh man that time or no I think it's Katara actually it's like that time in the storm got you uh, with mm-hmm. that fisherman and you're just like oh sweet tie in to the previous hey, step woo, call back. <laughs> some direct uh, fallout from the from the uh, excess or the epicness of last week <clears throat> and so um Katara's like, well, I'm going to go with... Or Aang's like, I'm going to go um, get some medicine. 
And Katara's like, well, I'm going to go with you before she starts this, like, coughing fit. And Aang's like, fuck this. You're both sick. Uh, I'm out. I'm going to go. I, I, I think there's, like, a... Somehow he, like, finds out or he has a map or something and he knows yeah, there's Yeah, he a... gets a map, like, randomly. I don't... <laughs> and he's Deus... like... Oh, the, it was the Deus Ex map company. Yes, yes. The map Kina uh, helps him <laughs> to understand that... Uh, there is this herbalist on top of the mountain nearby that he can go um, check out, and he says, "Like he goes, watch, watch him, you guys, because now Appa and Momar are the only the closest to uh, uh, legitimate guardians that these two sickies have." And Aang's just about to like sail up; he could do it in twenty minutes and be done. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, lightning in the way, so he's like, "Well, better walk." And then he leaves his glider behind. Oh, he does. That's I thought weird. that was the weirdest thing. It's like, why wouldn't he just take it as a walking stick just in case he needs it? Yeah, yeah. Well, and he can use it as like a, a, a weapon, too. Yeah. He does it all the time. So um, he leaves, and we cut to... Um, I think this is when we see Zuko pacing around angrily on his ship. But we also notice that when he by when he says he's, he's going to go by foot, he means go very fast by foot. Right, right. Because <laughs> he uses his, the air the the aid of his uh, airbending, he just runs really, really zips fast. off. Yeah. yeah, and so there's hope yet for a speedy return. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to uh, to uh, the the Zuko uh, uh, group, and they're hanging out on the ship. It's not quite as catchy as Aang gang. Um, and uh, Iro just wants to play um, P- Pajot. Uh-huh. Pajot! And, and uh, Zuko says something about, like, we should go... Does, do they meet? Oh, yeah, the giant ship, uh, Zhao's giant ship, pulls up alongside Zuko's mm-hmm. uh, ship. And gives uh, some sort of, like, um, some decree. He's basically like, you're fucked. Like, I'm going to find, I have these archers, and uh, I am I am going to start spreading word that the Avatar is wanted and needs to be captured, and he's mine. And once again, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah, it sails yeah. away. <laughs> and... Uh, and Eero is just like, oh, sweet, you're going to tell, like, I don't, somehow he, like, makes the connection to, like, oh, that, that's great, all these other, like, admirals are involved, or, like, captains are involved, maybe they could totally play Pajot with me, <laughs> like, that's all he cares about. <laughs> and, uh, and Zuko is super pissed, and he actually, um, delivers a pretty cool moment where he's like, this might be jumping ahead, but he's basically like, my, like, home is gone, the, my, like, my pride is gone. All my hope is gone. He's really like listing out like his hopes are dashed in all these various ways because now um, Zhao's got him, and we'll find the avatar before him. And oh, it's the guards or the lookouts inside the uh, the duck blind. Go ahead. Well, in the so uh, in the forest, there's uh, a couple of Fire Nation uh, guys inside this little duck blind like thing. stationed guards. Yeah, and. Um, and they're reading a wanted poster for the Avatar. That that it, apparently uh, Zhao has had mass produced. distributed. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of lists what he uh, what he does, all the things that he can do, like, like create tornadoes and run faster than the wind and uh, 
you fly. Yeah. So this this one soldier is reading it out loud, listing it off, and the other soldier is like saying, "Well, that's pretty unbelievable." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it all must like be, propaganda. It must be. It must be the emperor's propaganda. And then, of course, with comedic timing, <laughs> it is amazing. Couldn't have better timing, Ang. <laughs> rockets by uh, <laughs> on his super-powered airbending running <laughs> speed. And he's zipping around these little pathways sort of at the edge of a mountain right past the guards. And the guard's stuff all blows away and mm-hmm. flies around. And they're like, blah, Jim! And I think that's a good uh, a good moment for, um, like, Looney Tunes. A good Looney Tunes <laughs> moment. Yes, you're right. That is Looney Tunes moment of the week. Um, so then we... Uh, I believe does he have to? Oh no, he's, he's just running by. So then we can cut back by. to our our um, remaining sick heroes, <laughs> and Katara can barely move. And uh, there's also we kind of jumped over this thing with uh, with uh, Sokka. He keeps being like, "Man, <laughs> he's like <laughs> hilarious." Um, yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, "Appa, you are hilarious." And Appa's like, and he's like, he kills me. He slays me. <laughs> Typical Appa. <laughs> yeah, classic Appa. And uh, so then at this point, though, he's a little more downtrodden and he says, like, water. And Katara, uh, she can barely lift her little, like, water skin. And mm. she's like, Momo, I need you to go get water at the river. And it cuts to. What I imagine again is the audience listening to our podcast. It cuts to Momo's perspective as we see the words coming out of Katara's mouth. Are like blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> it's total nonsense. It's sort of the wah 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 from Peanuts, mm-hmm, but it's a little more like actual muted trumpet. Like blah 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 blah. Pretty great. Pretty great. So Appa goes off in search of fuck knows what, <laughs> and um. So then, uh, lo and behold, Aang rockets all the way up to the mountaintop, his goal. And there's, again, this ruined old building. It's like, it's like a greenhouse that long ago lost its like roof covering. And there's this old lady voiced by the talented Tress McNeil. And she's like... Uh, She's like, oh, yes, no, there used to be lots of people here, but now I just make herbs for myself and my cat. And there's this sort of, like, fat, you know, overly uh, doted upon cat hanging out with her. And she's like, Aang's like, my friends are super sick, and they need your um, medicine right now. And she's like, all right, fair enough. And she, like, starts, like, listing all these different ingredients, and she's grabbing all these herbs, and she puts them into this, like, mortar, and... Or is it a pestle? It's the thing that holds the things that you crush with the other thing. The mortar, I believe, is the bowl. And okay. the pestle, I believe, is the, the pounding or whatever. part. But so I don't know. People could be yelling at us right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Email us and let us know which is the mortar <laughs> and which is the pestle. We don't actually care. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, and one last thing. Oh, that's right. Some whatever root or whatever. And she definitely, like, names these things. That Once again, I was a little disappointed that they weren't all, like, lobster leaves. And, like, <laughs> you know, like weird hybrid creatures. They were all, like, mm-hmm. fairly normal sounding. Exotic! Well, all, the, all the plants are the same, you know. Right, plants are normal, other than lychee nuts. Those sound bomb because they're fruit and protein at the same time. 
So um, she's like, oh, yeah, so that's all the ingredients. And she, like, hands it to Aang, which for some reason, as she's about to reveal, there's no reason for him to have handed it to Aang. <laughs> because Aang's like, oh, thank you. I'll take it to my friends. This will help them, huh? And she's like, oh, no, it's not for them. It's for my kitty cat. <laughs> and the cat's like, meow. And she sets it down, and, and uh, the cat's like, hop, 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 hop. And then she, Aang's like, God damn it, I really genuinely need to help. And she goes, okay, fine. This is what you do to help your, your friends. You go down to the river at the base of the mountain. So the river is very cold and you will find uh, uh, frogs in the river and they're frozen. And you need to get your friends to suck on the frogs. And they're only useful while they're frozen, but it has some quality that will cure their cold in no time. And then the best moment to date an avatar occurs when it's just quiet as they look at each other and then goes you're insane aren't you <laughs> she goes that's right <laughs> such a good response and uh perfect comedic timing and so then he pieces out and that's when uh something bad happens yeah what happens next dale well, uh, he, he, we hear a couple thwip, thwip, and uh, two, we see two arrows pin his cuffs and boots to the ground. The cuffs of his boots to the ground. Oh. And he and, leaps uh, out of them, correct? Yeah, he, he, uh, he deflects the rest of the arrows that are coming in with his air bending, and he frees himself. Yes. And, and he then, starts running. Yeah. And the archers uh, we re- that are revealed to be sent by Zhao, tracking down Aang, thanks to those two randos, apparently, that caught him running. <laughs> and uh, they are up in the trees, and they're shooting down arrows like crazy. Uh, and we previously had, had learned that, uh, what was it, that Zhao says these... Uh, these these archers could pin the wings on a fly, and the fly would still live, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. From a thousand paces, or whatever. So uh, their accuracy is amazing, and they are just barely not killing Aang, you know, piercing his fucking heart. They could easily do it, uh, is the sense you get. And there's a pretty cool chase scene. Aang is, like, jumping through trees. They're jumping through trees. Mm-hmm. Aang's mm-hmm. running. They're shooting arrows. And again, these arrows look like, it really does look like one arrow splits into four. And so he has to deal with all of those. That's really cool. Finally, he runs down to the... Um, he finds himself at the river, either through happenstance, because he's just trying to escape and he lucked out, or he's legit enough that he's the whole time like, I just gotta get to the river. Yeah. I, I imagine Aang's driven enough to be... That's his destination while he's trying... Like, multitasking, getting away from these guys and going to the yeah, destination. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's also, actually, at, when the fight starts, there's a really cool moment where the, the arrow pins his boot and he pulls it up out of the ground and he goes... You drop this or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't do it in a taunting way. He does it in this, like, almost like I believe he doesn't understand what murder is. <laughs> like, or he's, he's like, double-checking, like, making sure that it's not a misunderstanding. Right, right. He's like, you drop this? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Is it possible we can sort this <laughs> out like, now? Trying to what I'm, I'm trying to conceive of why this would be in my boot. <laughs> yes, yeah, I wrote. Um, is Aang being excessively kind slash oblivious um, when he offers back the arrow, or is he just too subtle in his badass one-liners? 
<laughs> I think too subtle in his badass one line. That's my vote. <laughs> um, and so at this point, he's in the swamp, and he starts picking up frogs left and right. Sure enough, there's like frozen frogs under the water, and he's like putting them in his shirt. And that'll come back. As soon as it happened, I knew it would, but it, yep. we'll discuss it when we get there, but it's weird how it comes back. <laughs> um, and he then, like, arrows fly at him, because they're, they're there already, they get caught up to him, <laughs> and he, like, again, like you're saying, knocks, uses airbending to knock a few away, but then, zhap, 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 arrows pin his arm to a big log that he's standing in front of. And it's too many. Yeah, and then chop, 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 they pin his other arm. And I still feel like he could have airbent all four of the archers back away. You didn't try hard enough, Aang. You never seemed to try hard enough. <laughs> you left your stick behind. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> so all could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Or if there hadn't been that one lightning that never seemed to came, come back mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Sail over, grab it, sail back, peace. Um... But they then fire this, like, quad arrow with net between and capture him. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Why didn't they open with that? I mean, I would open with that. Right? Right. right. <laughs> Wouldn't well, you? This is the behavior you get when you have these super trained dudes just practicing all day. They're uh-huh. so antsy to use their abilities <laughs> that it's just like letting a dog out after you get home from work. And it's like running around at 70 miles an hour, you know? Um, so they're out of arrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the mm-hmm. only reason they shoot the net. Is that cause... was the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, buddy, we gotta do the thing we came here for. <laughs> and All right, um, we've had enough fun. <laughs> Get the net. <laughs> so I think we then transition back to uh, the adventures of Momo, quote-unquote, helping our heroes, <laughs> because we see that... Uh, Katara and Sokka, still too exhausted and sick to do anything, surrounded by random shit. <laughs> and Momo is like, here's a crown I found. <laughs> and, and, and Katara keeps being like, no, Momo, water. And she's making the like lift a bottle and drink from it gesture. Uh-huh. But that's not how Momo drinks. Like, she yeah, should have been like... Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Like a two-handed bowl drinky-drinky. I think that we've seen him drink that way before. Something like that. He would maybe be set together. He's really trying to help. It's pretty sweet that he's so I mean, the fact that he gets that she wants something is pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. And so you know he's, like, freaking out. Like, I don't know what it is they want. This? this? Is it this? Oh, please. (laughs) And, um, but no. Wrong again. Yeah. Hits his nose to punish him. <laughs> I guess I imagine that part. That's what I dozed off. Um, <laughs> and I came to when we uh-huh. see that Aang is chained uh, to this, um, I don't know, this big two podiums on each side of him mm-hmm. in this big room. And he, he kind of comes to, and Zhao is standing there. And he's like, ha ah, ha, I got you, villain, villain, villain. And and there's this moment, the only moment that really stands out to me. He's basically like, "I've caught you. I did, you know, I did the thing that no one else could do. Uh, I'm going to tell the emperor, and uh, he'll be so pleased." Mm. And then, and then he's like, "Eng's like, just fucking get it over with." And he's like, "Oh, I'm not going to kill you. If I kill you, you'll be reincarnated, and we're going to have to find you again. That doesn't help. Having captured you, I'm just going to 
just barely keep you alive, which I found very dark for a children's <laughs> show. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to torture you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm imagining the like the like um, sloth victim in Seven, basically. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, <laughs> I'm real dark there. Well, right that's here. the same. That's what keep you alive. Just maybe it's barely. not the show; it's uh, something else there, Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's some shit bubbling up from underneath. <laughs> so then we do this, like, uh, you know, utter despair uh, mm-hmm. uh, sets in. And we do this, like, crazy pull out where it's, like, door shuts, door shuts, door shuts. And it's, like, very clear visually that Aang is, like, there's no easy escape here. He is yeah. deep in the dungeon kind of thing. Um... And that, I believe, is when we see, once again, our good friend, the Blue Spirit. Uh, we are... Um, oh, because we cut to a, a wide shot of this, this fortress that Zhao apparently lives in. And it's, like, somewhere out near the woods in the wilderness. And there's a road leading up, and there's, like, carriages coming up. And the Blue Spirit is, like, holding the, onto the underside of a carriage. Yeah. And is being is is brought in trojan horse style uh inside and there's even guards that like check underneath but he's like that good at hiding so then he uh he sneaks and he sneaks and he sneaks some more and uh <laughs> and there's this this um it's really eerie the grinning mask of the blue spirit <laughs> because it's like spooky and dark and and uh full of you know like espionage kind of you know metal gear solid style stealth and yet it's like this crazy grinning the whole time (laughs) and it's really freaky deaky um seeing this just like mismatch of emotion you know um yeah i think you're right before like it's very much a chinese dragon mask hmm and uh, at least that's what it reminded me of for sure. And then yeah. the blue and white is super cool, like color combo you wouldn't expect. Yeah, like I, I've Googled it and it looks like those masks. Oh, okay. Sweet. You heard it here first. <laughs> no one's ever made that comparison before. Um, and also, accompanying him is the Blue Spirit theme, as far as I can tell, which is literally just like. Ching, 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 ching. It's like this little, like, uh, like those finger symbol uh-huh. bells uh, like on this kind of like synthy loop, this sort of like digital repetitive loop. And it's also really creepy. It's sort of like uh, uh, tense and yet like otherworldly. Like it's just like really like the sense that like maybe this isn't a human in a mask. Maybe this is a blue spirit, you know. And so it's really eerie. And then we, as the blue spirit sneaks in, uh, we cut to Zhao delivering his sort of like uh, General Huck's speech from uh, 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 Force Awakens, where he's like, "We are, you know, practitioners of the superior element, mm-hmm. and we will win this war." And he even mentions he's like, "Sozin's Comet is almost here." So apparently, it's famous throughout the military. This crazy superpower. Yeah. Um, and it's actually kind of impressive that they kept it under wraps. If it's something that like a general is shout or an admiral is shouting to a crowd, I don't think that they need to really because it's so inevitable. Mm. Like the comet is going to come. No, there's no nothing you can do about it. Mm. So like the rise of the fire kingdom is kind of this 
rote thing that's going to happen, oh, and wow. they don't need they don't even need to keep it a secret. Um, <clears throat> that's true. But the way Ang learned about it and like told his friends about it, it's I got the sense that it was a is not common knowledge to yeah. everybody. Yeah, that's 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 possible too. <clears throat> um. So at this point, Aang is passed out and he's still chained. And this is when the frogs have thought out enough that they start climbing out of his clothes <laughs> and he wakes up to it. And he's like, no, guys, no, I need to you know, bring my buddies back. Like it's still all he cares about is these frogs <laughs> as medicine. And they I need to give you to my friends to suck on. Come back. <laughs> and so they're kind of like flopping away because like half of them are unfrozen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're different halves for different ones, of course. So they're sort of these like maimed sort of like you know, paraplegic-esque frogs dragging <laughs> themselves along, making these like noises. <clears throat> and it cuts to the outside of the of the door of the cell where he's being held, and there's these four guards. And uh, you hear, they hear a noise. And so mm-hmm. they look at each other and one of them like goes around the corner to check it out. And you hear like a scream and you see flame for a second and then silence. And so the other two are like, what the fuck? And they head around the corner. And that's when we see the blue spirit uh, around the corner and he beats the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And they use eye fire bending, but he dodges it and he knocks him out. And the last guard looks, he's like witnessing this terrifying shit, and he looks down to see frogs dragging their way out from under the, the doorway. Well, I think he saw the frogs dragging themselves out right before the scuffle. Oh, really? And then well, the scuffle made, got his attention, he looks up towards the scuffle. Gotcha. So it's a way of transitioning from Aang and the frogs, bring the frogs to the guards, and then the scuffle. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Um, and... Then the blue spirit comes around the corner, beats the shit out of the dude, mm-hmm. and breaks open the door and gets to Aang. And at first, Aang's like, oh, no, who are you? Now you're coming to hurt me, too? Oh, Jesus, I'm terrified. Whatever he says. <laughs> and, and the blue spirit then lifts his, like, double scimitars and goes, ching, 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 and cuts all of Aang's, like, bracelets and, and cuffs and stuff. So he's now free. And he's like, oh my god, you're here to save me. And so the two of them bust out together. Um, and I I felt like the frog thing was going to be how Aang escaped. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be like, aha, because he happened to have those frogs, <laughs> uh-huh. he somehow used them to get out. He used slippery wrists. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> slippery frog wrists. I don't know what. Or a frog brought a key to him or something. Or, like, chewed on the ropes for him. <laughs> yeah, right. A la every 80s movie with a furry animal friend. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you can do it, Jim Jim. That's the part of Jim Jim we play that. Max Dodger's Um But instead, it's just used as this, like... Like, to me, it was so surreal. <laughs> and, like, I think that's already in place of, like... I'm going to keep you barely alive. And then this like creepy blue spirit with the ching, ching, ching. And it was just so ethereal. The whole thing was like a oddly remembered dream or something. Well, the whole and, thing's a drug trip reference anyway, right? <laughs> oh, sucking on frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Is the blue spirit like a kind of <laughs> high you can achieve? Like the green fairy. <laughs> oh, shit. 
You know if you hit Dark Side of the Moon at the same time the third lion roar in the beginning of Wizard of Oz? It matches up <laughs> so good. Um, but, like, to me it just seemed like stories will be told. Like, I imagine those four guards are years from now sitting around yeah. the table and they're like, you know, I was there when the Avatar got brought in and escaped. Like, now they're in a peaceful world, you know, post uh-huh. the series. And they're like... Weird shit happens around the Avatar. Shit I cannot explain to you today. He exudes frogs. It's weird. I don't know what that's about. It's one of his powers. I don't know. God knows why. And then that rumor kind of starts to spread. And then a history book is written. And it's like, the truth is even stranger than the rumor. (laughs) These these episodes are a retelling of those (laughs) histories, you know? Um, But, um... But yeah, just this whole idea of, like, in the face of darkness, Aang is boyish and absurd, and absurd things happen around him. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all like, oh my god, we're gonna beat up the whole world, we're evil, and then frogs are just there. <laughs> it just, like, kind of, like, fucks with their whole sense of superiority, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so Aang and the Blue Spirit escape. They have to, like, jump up over rafters as guards go underneath them and then run and hide as another guard walks over this way. Um, but then eventually uh, Zhao and his little like assistant, who we've never seen before, are like walking down the, the, the walkway t- toward Aang's cell. And, and Zhang's like, you need to send a copy of that insanely awesome speech I just gave to the Emperor. And uh, let him know that the uh, that the Avatar has been captured. That'll be great. And then they come around the corner to a blasted open set of doors. And uh, they like look at a completely empty uh, uh, jail cell. And he's just like stunned in silence. And he just sees the frog on the ground. It's like... Mah. <laughs> and he's like, that motherfucker! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Runs off the other direction. And then the best own is when his assistant is like, should I uh, still be sending that uh, speech, sir? <laughs> like, Should I postpone sending this, uh, this message? <laughs> I feel like it's such a good, like, he knows Zhao is a huge fucking dickhead. <laughs> and any little moment he can just, like, rub it in, you know? Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. t- loves it. He takes any opportunity. So I think there's actually a little cut here in between where we we come back to uh, our other guys who are still sick, just establishing that they're still sick, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, <laughs> Katara's like, "You gotta come help us, Ang!" Like just kind of wistfully to mm-hmm. no one, mm-hmm. and Sokka's like. Who is this Ang kid you keep talking about, Your <laughs> Highness? <laughs> and it's like, oh fuck, his brain's broken. <laughs> He's a fever of like one twelve. He's not making it through this episode. <laughs> He's not coming back. There ain't no coming back from one twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe Sokka will live, but he'll always be a little broken in the brain. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's see. I actually have this whole thing. Frog is the absurdity of the Avatar. His power is so infinite, it's giggle-inducing. Um, and, you know, like, uh, that phrase sounds like it could almost be like a form of insanity, like you're giggling out of pure madness or whatever, sort of a, a Sokka on, on fever level of insanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, it occurs to me that that would only be insane if you were Zhao and you wanted 
that much power and then it turned out that there was absurdity to the to the universe that that you know god had a sense of humor sort of vibe and then that would like drive you insane because because it's like you're being mocked in a way you know you're too self-serious but but the avatar is like buddha in that he can sort of like realize like don't you see the whole thing is a joke this whole thing is for silly fun play and like having that attitude as you reach sort of infinite power uh and you're one with the universe is so much more like uh there's a there's a lesson there so the lesson is that you're you have to be prepared for power when you take over the universe. No, no, no. <laughs> Prepared for the absurdity of u- the universe. Gotcha. When you... I mean, I guess at any level of power, but that it yeah. doesn't go away just because you have so much power. I think power power in this instance could also be an allegory for responsibility. It's like if you take that responsibility too seriously and it becomes the center of your world, mm. then when anything goes sideways, you're not prepared. Right, right. You can't roll with the punches and yeah. sort of... I, but I think there's this this, this um, sort of laughing at yourself, this sort of like giggling sort of kind of wacky world that we live in where like you just can't help but laugh when like insane fucking shit happens around you. Yeah. I think there's so like a, life then. Right, right. And that, again, <laughs> even when you have God-level power like the Avatar or like the Fire Nation once... Um, that doesn't go away. The the universe doesn't f- stop finding ways to make you laugh at yourself. Does that make sense? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it all comes back to Buddha and him smiling and laughing and like <laughs> rubbing his belly, and like you know, Monkey Yatso being like, "Let's play tricks on each other rather than like training." That kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. If I read more of the freaking Dalai Lama's book, I'm sure I'd be able to explain that a little better. <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So that's when the big... Thus occurs the sweetest action sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Of them all. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Where they're... The blue spirit's basically like... Like, they come into this courtyard. Mm -hmm. And Aang, like, by this point, like, the blue spirit's been, like, fighting people off and helping Aang. And then Aang's like... Okay, we're buds. We've never uttered a word to each other, but we're on each other's side. So he goes, stay close to me. Do as I do. And he proceeds to, like, blow people away with his with his uh, airbending. And they're kind of, like, back to back. And so, like, some of them are fighting. You know, he, Blue Spirit's using his swords. Aang's using his airbending. Um, then he, like, runs up the wall. I think with the Blue Spirit attached to him, like, holding on to him. Mm-hmm. And he gets to the top. I don't know if this sounds right to you. But he gets to the top of, like, one of the battlements or whatever. Um, And they kind of go hand-to-hand. Like, there's this great shot of, like, Aang and this guard, like, kind of circling around each other, like, both using defensive kind of stances. Mm -hmm. And the camera is actually, like, handheld. Like, obviously, it's animated, but it moves as if a a cameraman is, is trying to keep up with the action. That was a really cool... It's about two seconds long, but that was a really cool moment. Yeah. Then, um, they, that's when all the guards do like, pull like, a, um, Helm's Deep and, uh, these giant bamboo ladders get like raised and like launched <coughs> against the, uh, the battlement that they're up in. Am I using battlement right? Is that a right? 
Is that what a battlement is? I think so. Embattlements? <laughs> battlements? Yeah, somewhere yeah. like that. Is it mortar or is it pestle? <laughs> Our um, audience will know. <laughs> <laughs> Email us. I love it. Um, so then, like, these bamboo ladders are, like, not standard ladders where the rungs are in the middle of two two rods. Mm-hmm. The, it's actually like four rods all tied together and the rungs are like across them. So as you climb the ladder, you'd be like on with the, with the spine of the ladder, like between your arms and legs as you climb. Interesting design. Instantly sold to me. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what this alternate culture would use. Um, but then what do they do? Ang like kicks them off or like punches them off or like air blows them off and like says grab as many of those as you can something like that yeah and they're light enough that they can just lift them up and carry them like crosswise and so the um the uh blue spirit is holding them and like on some of the rungs and ang is at the very top and they like bend over like it like basically like they use like a giant stilt yeah but there's some specific thing about how it can also bend because it's bamboo i'm not quite something remembering like something that. about yeah. that but it's bending over and then he's like hand me the next one hand me the next one so they take the next one and they use it as another stilt as it like comes over its fulcrum and yeah. so they proceed to like it's like um <laughs> disposable stilts as they cross <laughs> this giant courtyard insanely fucking cool <laughs> And then, but then they wise up. The firebenders are like, oh, bamboo is flammable. And they set fire to the <laughs> third one. So they have to, like, get off just in time. Mm-hmm. But they, like, leap off. And Aang has, like, one of... He has, like, a piece of bamboo or something left. And he's, like, fight them off. And he proceeds to, like, spin a piece of wood around and allows them to kind of float while the blue spirit is holding on to him and, like, fighting dudes off beneath them. He does that before the stilts. Oh, that happens first? Yeah, yeah. Really cool, like, um, like, improvisational teamwork. Pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of in, uh, the, the most recent, uh, J.J. Abrams Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond, when they're, like, sliding down this big slope, and Chekhov is holding Kirk, and Chekhov is like steering them down the slope, and Kirk is back is to Chekhov, so he's like from his perspective sliding backward, firing his phaser back at the people behind them. Really fucking cool. <laughs> um, so similar kind of vibe, and then they do the stilts, and then the thing burns, and then they come down, and as awesome as that escape attempt was, they're cornered. They're at like these giant metal doors that we saw from before, and they slam shut, and they're like three layers deep. There's no way they're getting through. And then Zhao is like, um, don't hurt the Avatar. Kill the other guy, the weirdo, whoever he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Avatar has to survive. And the Blue Spirit is like, oh, shit, is that correct? <laughs> because <laughs> he then takes his, his uh, double swords and he holds them up crisscross over Aang's neck. Dun, dun, dun. And it's pretty cool that like he, he has got the... Uh, um, he's got the he uses Zhao's need to keep Aang alive to escape like in this like, like and, and there's this there's a standoff moment like he's like 
oh, you need him alive? Well, if you don't let us escape, I'm going to kill him. You know, that's clear what he's saying. And then Zhang just stares at him. And it's just like that dead, big, crazy, grinning eyes of the blue (laughs) spirit mask. And it's just like, even through the mask, you can tell, like, he's not bluffing. Like, he would do it. And what is he bluffing? I don't know. Who knows? But Zhang is convinced, and that's really all that matters in that moment. So he goes, open the, open the gates. And this guy's, you know, one of his assistants is like, are you nuts? And he's like, uh, no, no, let him go. We'll catch him again later. And they let him out. And then he's like, just as they're escaping, um, Zhao's like, fire! And one of the super archers, he's like, don't hit the avatar, but hit the other guy. Mm-hmm. A, uh, arrow flies out and it hits the the mask and the mask shatters and falls unconscious is the blue spirit now demasked <laughs> no <laughs> what that would have been awesome but no <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens no it it uh it knocks him down uh-huh. knocks him out and uh he falls down and uh ang takes his his mask off oh he just takes it off like yeah Unconscious Batman? Uh-huh. That's fine. <laughs> fine, too. <laughs> I mean, you're... I vote for your version. Like, I'm there. You brought me there with that description. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners. I don't remember what I saw yesterday. <laughs> it was a long time ago. No, that was good. I'm, I vote for that. All right, so that's what happens in our graphic novel retelling series. <laughs> And who does it reveal? Uh, so he uh, he creates a dust cl- cloud to give them cover before he does the mask reveal. Ah. And he leans down to help him to see if he's alive and pulls the mask off and reveals Zuko. <gasps> and, it, and it sets him aback. And he's like, <gasps> and he's, he's like a little frustrated and confused at the same time. Yeah, and doesn't he kind of consider just running off and leaving him for Yeah, a so at that moment he kind of gets up and he starts to walk away, but then kind of looks back and realizes that, you know, this is not a good situation for Zuko either. And Zuko just fucking saved his life for whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever whatever reason he had, you know. Uh, Although it so does, I think in that moment it does kind of explain, like, he wants it for himself. Like, we're, yeah. we're to assume, I think, that, like... Um, if this is the first time seeing it and we only know that Zuko we've been seeing so far... Then, uh, then probably it's it's like fuck you, Zhao. I'm gonna yeah. steal the avatar. Yeah, and I think Aang probably gets that in that moment. Yeah. It's like, man, this guy's greedy, but he did help me, so I'm gonna you know rescue him. Yeah. So then we cut to the next day, right? We fade in. Oh, I think there might be a final moment as Zhao's like, I just fucking had the avatar and I just lost him, and then he looks down and there's another. Frog. <laughs> I feel like it's a frog one more time. Anyway, we're gonna. I I don't remember, but we're gonna make that happen anyway in our version. <laughs> and then an arrow hits the frog. It explodes and reveals that inside the frog is Momo. No. Um. So then we fade in to the next morning, and it's in a river once again. Right? I think it's like a river or like a or like a river bed. Anyway. Yeah. In the forest. And it's very peaceful, and it's very beautiful. And uh, Aang is sitting there, and Zuko is unconscious, or asleep, 
a few feet away on the ground. And Aang's just kind of staring off. And Zuko wakes up, comes to. And Aang doesn't even look at him. He just he hears that he woke up. And he just delivers this great... Like, clearly this is what he's been thinking about for the last several hours as the sun has been coming up. Mm-hmm. He says, like, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, I had all kinds of friends. I knew lots of people, and I was buddies with everybody. And there was this one guy I would, like, run and play with. And uh, I always knew that I could... I had. He was on my side, and he had my back, and I had his. And he's like, here, I don't know what he better. I'm a man at a time. And it kind of fucking blows hard. And <laughs> Damn, man, you got a potty voice. <laughs> he says, it sucks fat fucking dick. <laughs> and it was like, uh, can we do another take on that, Aang? <laughs> it's sad. Okay, we'll keep it. <laughs> and, and he turns to, to Zuko and he says, uh, why the blue spirit? No, he says... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that, uh, I, I wonder, like, maybe if, you know, we'd been alive at the same time, if you'd been there a hundred years ago, you think maybe you and I could be the, that kind of, fr- those kinds of friends? And there's his beat. And then Zuko blasts him with fire. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, If we had any doubts about Zuko's <laughs> motives. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Aang doesn't even respond with shock. He is so master of both worlds in that moment. Yeah, he he just is gone. He leaps and he leaps, 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 and he's off. And it's like, I don't know. It was so masterfully done that in that moment we see, because then there's a shot of, of, of Zuko watching him go. And he has this look on his face of, of doubt, of, of remorse. Yeah. And it's the ease with which Aang escaped sends this message of like, he didn't have to sit there and wait next to you. There was you hadn't Zuko never had a chance to capture Aang. Yeah. And he just wanted to connect as a human. And as soon as you made too loud of a noise, the beautiful bird flitted away into the <laughs> into the, the next realm or whatever. When you tried to catch that bird. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was when you truly Rather than commune with it. Yeah. <laughs> that is when you determined yourself to be uh uh Earthborn, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> not not beautiful as the Ang bird is, <clears throat> and and he kind of gets that, you, you know, and, and and it puts us on through Zuko's eyes as Ang is, because um, usually Ang's our protagonist, and so when like fire blasts at him, they play the like ah, you know, his his fear, mm-hmm. you know, he's the audience surrogate, and so he's like ducking out of the way and just barely keeping alive. But this time, he's instantly gone, and he zips away in a very superhuman, um, non, um, non-audience surrogate way. Uh, almost this creature, the spirit of nature. Like, who's the real blue spirit? <laughs> and we're Zuko. We're, we're um, uh, uh, earthbound. And we're um, sad that we can never um, know beauty. <clears throat> Again, this is more me speaking than the show. <laughs> Um, and then we cut to the next, uh, later, a little later in the morning, there's Zuko's ship docked, uh, by the shore and he comes aboard, uh, and, and Iro is sitting there with his fucking weird ass Sungi horn or whatever it's called. <laughs> and he has that insane monkey statue again <laughs> from the water vending scroll, scroll, uh-huh. scroll, bow, bow, bow. and Iro's just like, 
where were you last night? And he was like, I was out, or whatever. And he's like, you missed quite a fun music night on the ship. <laughs> and what does he say? Somebody sang a beautiful song? Yeah, something like that. I he's forget like, who, but yeah. Lieutenant he's like, Lieutenant G or something <laughs> sang a lovely song that filled us all with joy or something. <laughs> and uh, so all these people like connected emotionally in this really like open way. <laughs> and Zuko's like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Like, do not disturb me no matter what. And um, there's this, the morning washes away the insanity of the night before. There's that sort of vibe of like, you missed a real crazy party. And Zuko's like, I witnessed the most insane fucking shit of my life last night. <laughs> Frogs everywhere. Oh, Frogs God. Frogs everywhere. <laughs> we used bamboo ladders as giant stilts. We flew. <laughs> like, crazy shit went down. And it's the next morning, and everyone can hardly believe that the night happened. You know, like, the sunrise uh, washes away the insanity and mm-hmm. returns normalcy and comfort to us all. And uh, and we realize also that that the music that was being played as he as we the the sad mournful song of Zuko being unable to connect emotionally with Aang was actually revealed to be Uncle Iro playing that instrument. <laughs> so and at the same time, the Avatar returns to his friends. And then when Aang returns to his people, it still plays that. He goes back to the, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> that's just the soundtrack of the episode now is <laughs> Uncle Hero blasting away in his Sungi horn or whatever. <laughs> and what happens when Aang returns to his camp? So he returns to his friends and puts the frogs in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, he, oh, he grabbed some more that morning. I yeah, guess. he'd go and get some more. And then um, he and, sits uh, down on Appa to rest and uh, Sokka in his delirium asking if he made any new friends. Aww. And Aang responds that he does not think he did and yeah. turns on his side. It's a real... Um, to rest. And at the same time, we cut to Zuko turning, looking at the, the Fire Nation flag and then turning on his side to rest. Yeah, turning he away. He turns from away the from the Fire Nation emblem. And uh, it's sort of like this, this system is making me un- incapable of connecting emotionally to other people, even when they're genuinely well, to, like, yeah. open to that idea. And Aang's yeah, like, yeah. same. Same, <laughs> same bitch. <laughs> and, uh, and then it ends with um, Katara and Sokka oh, eating man. the frogs a lot. <laughs> And and Momo and Appa are like, no frogs for us, bitch? <laughs> mm, healing powers and set breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do every morning. That's how I say about um, yeah, this is a, whiskey, this is a whiskey coffee, coffee times. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Healing powers and breakfast. Well, Dale, what did you think of this uh, I thought it was really good. I think I really like the, at the end, where we've got the zuko Aang connection kind of kindling. It's, uh, it is, mm-hmm. is the spark that I am sure has sparked a thousand fan stories between the two. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Damn it. It's true. <laughs> 
what was I saying earlier about being sad the characters weren't all in love with each other and in gay relationships? Mm-hmm. Seems mm-hmm. other fans it's felt true. that way it's long true. before it occurred to me. Oh, that's beautiful. But it's... <laughs> I feel like it also makes overt something that's much subtler when they're just <laughs> friends. Ah, oh, well, whatever. What do I care? <laughs> they're lovers. Let's do it. I'm in. Uh... And did you I did, like the action really, for this uh, well written? I think that we had the um, mm-hmm. uh, the exciting chase scenes and fights. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a good use of that those scenes. And it yeah. Um, yeah kind of doubled as you know not only a fight scene but a kind of bonding between. Uh, the you know the right. avatar and Zuko before before they mm-hmm. realize you know before the yeah. avatar realize who Zuko is it's like they're they're like comrades in arms before they mm-hmm. yeah they're both <laughs> for like the first yeah. time they're comrades <laughs> in arms mm-hmm. yeah and it's um it's really, I think, a growing up moment for Zuko that he's starting to realize that there's shades of gray in this whole situation. It's not as simple mm. as is, as it has been for him. Um, there's a world outside his need to get home. It, <laughs> yeah, especially when the previous episode we watched him kind of reflect on how <laughs> shitty his dad was to him. And maybe for the first time start to realize that, like, Iro cares about him, his crew cares about him, and now even his enemy cares about him, and the, pers- the people who are shits to him are his family, and how deeply uh, uh, confusing that probably is. Yeah, very very mature episode. It's a very good very eerie. Very and beautiful. Apparently, very it's like, um, yeah. Michael DiMartino's second favorite episode. Ooh, I don't know. This is all the trivia says is a uh, second favorite <laughs> out of three. <laughs> Um, because of the mysteriousness of the blue spirit involved and the use of action and surprising twist at the end. I assume that they're referring to the frogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> to uh, Sokka and Katara <laughs> eating the frogs at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is There's a blood surprising twist. Oh, God. That was a really shocking <laughs> twist. Yeah. It's true. Um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like uh I feel like it didn't just uh what'd you say, inspire a million <laughs> slash, slash fil- fiction uh stories. It also sort of inspired uh a, a direction that we've now sort of you know, kind of hinted at that mm-hmm. will continue to come back. The idea of the the d- dual storylines between these two young men who are kind of alone for different reasons. Yeah. Hundred percent, loved it. Mm. Now, the the actual trivia, trivia. Uh, we're gonna go back to the uh, the instrument when uh, when Prince Zuko switches Ooh, to his blue spirit alter ego is the Tsungi horn, and the instrument ah, used the for Tsungi the sound horn. effect is, is the duduk. Which the Tsungi horn is based on. Aha. Duduk. The Duduk. 
<laughs> Probably mispronouncing that. So those are the instruments that that's awesome that are used in the Blue Spirits Alter Ego. I'm gonna redub every time I said flugelhorn and uh-huh. change it uh-huh. to sungihorn. That'd be awesome. So let's see. Uh, should we switch over to this week in animation news? Sure. I have something. Do you now? I actually have a couple things. I don't know if we should probably just do the one. There is a film, an animated film, Mm -hmm. (coughs) coming to the Disney Channel. Okay. uh, And then soon after to various streaming and purchases um, called Marvel Rising Secret Warriors. And uh, I'm especially excited because it has some... um, it has some heroes that I have been following, or it has one in particular that I'm, I've been a huge fan of in comics the last few years, Miss um, Marvel. Ah. Uh, she will be sort of the lead, apparently, and she's voiced by Catherine Kavari. Couldn't tell you, but uh, you know who else fans are a big fan of that are in that is in this as well is Squirrel Girl. Really, and people love Squirrel Girl. I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> but she's what I was already like super psyched. Um, but uh, I lost my damn mind when I saw that Squirrel Girl will be voiced by Milana Vaintrub. Who's that? Milana Vaintrub is. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Dale. <laughs> um, she is. Let's see. I first got. Uh, became aware of her in the short lived. Um, Oh, like Yahoo Screens uh, show um, Other Space, made by um, <laughs> Paul Feig, who did the most recent Ghostbusters, um, and he did like Spy and a bunch of, and he did Bridesmaids. Um, and so he made Other Space, which is like a comedy sci-fi, and it was like a really low budget show, and I was like, hell yes, I'm in. Um, but uh, it, one of the characters was um, Milana, played by Milana Vaintrub, and she's super funny, and she's insanely fucking gorgeous. <laughs> uh, apparently she's in a show called This Is Us. Um, apparently she was in some Silicon Valley, but I don't remember that. Um, and uh, yeah. She's she's real uh, she's real sexy, but she's also insanely fucking funny because like you watch her do like skits and she's on like at midnight and she's been on podcasts and stuff and like she just cracks my shit right up. So she's great. But then also obviously Miss Marvel, huge big deal. Um, we're also going to see characters such as America Chavez, who um, has been showing up in a lot of like Captain Marvel comics. Um, she's sort of part of the like greater Captain America orbit sort of characters, mm-hmm. um, including Patriot, who will also be in this, and Quake, who is actually a, um, what do they say here? Quake, a teen who can produce earth-shaking vibration, has been reimagined to be Asian-American, likely inspired by half-Chinese actress Chloe Bennett, who plays the character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and voices her in the film. What the fuck? This is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm pretty psyched. Um, I think this will be really cool. Um, the also channel... Whoa! Kim Raver as Captain Marvel. And uh, Ming-Na Wen, who's also in uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as Hala, who um, I assume is a reference to 
Hala, homeworld of an alien race known as the Kree in the Marvel Comics universe. There you go. So, so I don't she's know half Kree. who. Yeah, she's half Kree. I don't know who Hala is, but um, it's probably like the spirit of the planet itself or something. But also, Lockjaw, everyone's favorite teleporting um, uh, giant uh, pit bull. Um, is going to be in this, uh-huh. and, and he will be voiced by D. Bradley Baker, who we know to be... He's Momo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he's Appa and Momo. Appa and Momo, there you go. Uh, and that's D. Bradley Baker, who will be the voice of... So he, he's kind of like um, Frank Welker. He kind of does like animal voices a lot, like mostly. Mm-hmm. And so he'll be doing Lockjaw and the character named Tippy Toe couldn't tell you. But <laughs> um, so this is exciting. Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, uh, Milana Vaintrub, my girlfriend, um, <laughs> B- D. Bradley Baker, Ming Na Wen, freaking Chloe Bennett. Come on. It's a bunch of like I've heard of them level actors. <laughs> <laughs> And they're all coming together to be in this. And in general, like I, I am have enjoyed what I've seen of the Marvel animated uh, films. Apparently, like the Avengers series that was made like post the MCU is like a really good cartoon show that like is not the same universe, but it's very much takes inspiration from the cinematic universe. So oh yeah, apparently it's pretty good. And. The DC animated movies are actually supposed to be really good, and they're obviously insane, much better than the DC movies, so uh, live action movies. So it's an animated world, man. It's good stuff. Nice. Which I guess makes sense, right? Because it's coming from comic books. Yeah. So it would make sense that it would be easier to do animated. But you can still fuck it up. Yeah, it's true. They don't. It's true. The, but the Marvel Marvel's been pretty good at it, uh, kind of keeping it together. Hey, you know what I saw? Huh. Today, I saw the first episode of The Dragon Prince. Ooh, it's available already? It is available, and at least the first episode is good. Nice. Yeah. Dang, so are they airing it already, or is it like a sneak peek? Uh, the whole season's dropped. It's Netflix, oh, shit. man. Netflix drops seasons, son. It already dropped? That's crazy. Yep. Oh my good gosh. So good. Dang, yo. I guess uh, we got to start watching that and doing uh, This Week in Animation Reviews every every time. That's nuts. So you enjoyed nuts. it? You liked yes, it? I did. I did enjoyed it very much. That's rad. I still have to watch the rest of the episodes, but... How many are there? Do you know? Uh, nine, I believe. Oh, okay. That's totally doable. Are you going to binge it? Probably not. I'm, not, I'm bad at binging. I'll watch, like, two, maybe three episodes of anything and then just go, okay, I need some time for that to sink in and simmer. I need to do something different now. Simmer. Simmer. All right. Well, um, All right. sounds good. Uh, that's the episode that we've done again, yet again. We've done an episode. And, uh, <laughs> Dale, uh, what do we have for next week? Next week, we are going to endeavor uh, into the future with Mm -hmm. The Fortune Teller. Ooh, I recall this being a very good episode as well. Yeah. Um, I think this is the one that had the action sequence that made me go, this is one of the greatest shows ever made. Nice. (laughs) I can't wait. I think this is that one. (laughs) 
<clears throat> All right, listeners. Well, um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, whether you have or have not, we'd love to hear what you thought and what you think about this or whatever else. We're here to chat by emailing us at onairbender at gmail.com. Uh, same thing for our Twitter. Same thing for our website. Totally different thing for our Facebook group. <laughs> um, please uh, visit uh, Low Charisma Party at our Facebook and uh, chat about the show, chat about animation you love, chat about uh, whether we should still do the Low Charisma Party podcast, e.g. watch movies and talk over them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, and if you're tweeting, tweet hashtag MyCabbages, and we'll, um, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what you have to say. And... Uh, and uh, there's a lot of awesome folks tweeting things about uh, hashtag my cabbages. Granted, not since this podcast started, <laughs> but uh, it's like almost a pointed effort not to. <laughs> it's, it's as if it got silent once we started this, which is weird. <laughs> um, so we're popular, but not like counter popular. In, in a bad way? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, infamous. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so to those fools, I, uh, you know, do the paint my nails emoji and I flip my hair and I climb aboard our good friend Appa to sail off to another, uh, wonderful, uh, episode, um, um, with a final and, uh, complete yip yip, dear listeners, yip yamp. And uh, from Momo's perspective, it's like, wah, wah, Momo, wah, wah. Sail away. <laughs> come sail away, come sail away on Appa with me. <laughs> that's the new theme song. <laughs> <laughs>